Last time on the Arius Adventures. Uh, Tagoro's just finishing up his food. He spots Fiora coming out of the kitchen, and you see she's clearing away some plates and stuff at a, at a table. You know, Tagoro, if you want to, you know, see if she needs any help while we go do this thing, we would totally understand. She kind of, like, stares at you, and is just like, wait, what? And Tagoro's just like, oh, I'll totally come help. So Road just looks at Fiora uh, and goes, whispers, Tag, you're it. Just ask, should I, should I go in with you guys, or like, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I think it's a really good idea that you come in with us. I might shake something loose. But I was thinking I could like go invisible and keep close to y'all, keep an ear on. And uh, you see the aptly name Earhead Throne, and upon it you see a young gnome man. Prince Fendis, I would like to introduce you to some adventurers that I have met who are here to beseech you in aiding them in some information. Greetings. I'm honored to meet your acquaintance. I don't mind if we uh, ask you some questions, do you? Yeah, I think now would be the perfect time that I'm going to let go of road and I'm going to follow Cat. We've, we've had some issues in our travels. A name has, uh, to our knowledge... Uh, Lord Renault, um, do you, I, I assume you know who that is. Do you, do you know him well? He has an associate who has a snake tattoo on her neck. You find a, a secretarial note, and it uh, just briefly states that the king's son, Lord Baldus Flintspark, had a private meeting with a dignitary, uh, Halfling. She gave her name as Lady Zima Serpentine. Ben was just telling us how invaluable you are. You might know whom we're whom we seek. This guy's a smooth fucking talk. I mean, like he is just blatant. Like he's not sweating or fidgeting. He's just like deadpan looking at you guys and answering your questions, like with a backup prepared. I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna like sit back in the chair and sort of cross my legs and very gently reach down and casually touch the stone in my pocket and mentally tell Manny to go check out Baldus's quarters. So, Tagoro. Hi. <laughs> Your friends have gone to do important, boring official business at the palace. They uh, left with Catfizz, and Blitz has headed to her workshop to get some business done. And you get to cook and hang out with Fiora here at the tavern. So that's awesome. You uh, jumped at the chance to join her in the kitchen, gathering up your table's plates and stuff, and barged into the kitchen. When you come in with your arm full of dishes and whatnot, um, you find the dwarf uh, who's always hanging out at the bar. He's back there with a big apron on. And he's slicing vegetables and whatnot. And he sees you and he's like, what are you doing back here, boy? I was told I'm working today. What? Hi, I'm Tagoro. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know, lad. What do I do now? I pick up a knife and go. Let's chop up something. Oh no, you 
Nope. Did you just uh, drop the dishes in your arms to pick up a knife? Or oh, I didn't did know you I had dishes in my arm. Yeah, no, you You didn't tell me that. Dish- I did. Oh. It was in my narration that I'm sure you weren't paying attention to. Yeah. Okay, I don't pick up a knife. I set down the dishes, then I pick up the knife and go, let's do this. Uh, <clears throat> let, um, nope, that's... Are you sure you're supposed to be back here? And as he says that, Fiora comes in behind you and she's just like... I turn to her with a giant butcher knife in my hand. Hi! Oh my god. Who said you... Nope. Okay. We're going to lay some ground rules down when you're in the kitchen. All right? Al Florin and I are in trouble. Or are not in trouble. We're in charge. <sighs> Who do I to kill? No, no. <laughs> no. Never okay. mind. I didn't say... Uh, Al Florin and I were the ones in charge. So okay. you're going to be our apprentice. Okay, I put down the big knife and I pick up a smaller knife, the apprentice knife. You know what? She kind of like thinks for a moment. It's like a potato peeler. <laughs> How about, you know what? Let's start with the basics. We'll work our way up to sharp objects, okay? I pick up a wooden spoon. No, okay, just don't pick up anything. You get to start washing dishes and she points over at a corner there's a big sink with a a well pump like a, a water pump right there and you see there's stacks of pots and pans and stuff she's like this is where every cook starts is here and she leads you over these are all from breakfast and lunch and they need washed before tonight okay okay so you're going to start here. And when you're done with that, we'll move on to the next step. Okay. Are you disappointed or are you okay with no, that? No, I'm good. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> what? What? Is, do you have olive juice over there? It looked like it. It's my favorite. Have, okay. Just get started on these, all right? I get started so hard on them. <laughs> okay. So, uh, how quickly are you working to complete these? Uh, I'm going, I'm all my attention's devised to this and I'm giving it my 110%. So go ahead and make me a concentration check. There you go, 17. Okay. So yeah, you quickly knock out the dishes and actually do a very good job getting them clean. Like you don't miss a speck of grease or grime. You call to Fiora and Alphorn, and Alphorn comes over and she's like, hmm, okay. How about you come over here with me and we can get started on making some bread for tonight? Okay. That requires no sharp objects whatsoever. Okay. You just gotta use your hands. And he takes you over to the bread making table where you see like flour and, and you see pouches of yeast and everything and he starts walking you through how to put all the components to make a loaf of bread together so how intently are you paying attention to him oh so much <laughs> um the across the kitchen you see fiora is um slicing away at some vegetables and stuff into a big pot that's over the fire and you also see she uh 
is also slicing off some chunks of meat or something and adding it as well. So uh, Alphorn catches you kind of glancing over at her. And he's just like, you like her, boy? What? No, you like her, weirdo. It's just us, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. She keeps to herself quite a bit. She's not one for socializing. Neither am I, but... Do you ask him anything as you're working or following along with him or are you just doing the bread making? I was just doing the bread making. Okay. So after a bit, he shows you how to like, he tells you about letting the bread rise for a bit and then coming back to it. Um, and you see he goes to an oven behind you, the two of you and pulls out a tray of these like, they look like the pastries and stuff you saw Fiora eating on the first morning and he's just like now we're gonna let these cool and then we're gonna fill them with fruits and stuff so you guys work for a bit on fairly easy things while Fiora it looks like Fiora is doing some of the more like full food prep and whatnot so every time like he turns around and like starts doing something I just like pick up a knife and I head over towards her like hey <laughs> when you <laughs> He's just like, oh. I, I, well, it's one of those. I wait for him to turn around, and I wait for her to turn around, and then like I go and like I go and start like finishing cutting while she's turned. I'm like, like that chopping noise. She has her back turned, and you just hear the <laughs> chopping noise. Nice. So um, after a bit, you hear what sounds like a bell ringing out in the the tavern area. I got it. Oh, uh, you head out. There? I head out. I'm going to be the waiter today. <laughs> You're gonna okay. At the uh, at the bar, you see four humans, uh, three men and a woman. I got a kiss the cook apron on, and I have a bandana with my hair up. You know, and my and my <laughs> sleeves rolled up. My sleeves rolled up, and I'm like, hi. They all kind of just like look at you for a long, hard moment. None of like. They look very travel, like well traveled and whatnot. You see, they've got like leather armors and whatnot. A couple of them have weapons at their sides and everything, and they have travel packs on their backs. The woman steps forward. Are you the proprietor of this establishment? Oh, no, that's Blitz. I don't think she's here right now, but she's like my bestest friend. So I can probably get someone who's more qualified to answer that question, though. Would you please? We're in need of rooms. Oh, uh, Fiora! <laughs> Fiora comes Dwarf out. Dwarf guy. <laughs> okay. What's uh, his name? Alphorn. Alphorn. Help. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help. You're just, you're just, okay. Uh, Fiora comes out, and when they see her, you see they all kind of take a, a, a stop at, at, you know, at her as well kind of like a surprised not so pleased looking to be waited on by well now a full orc and a half orc you see she puts on her best Fiora puts on like her best customer service face hello you are in need of assistance and the woman is just like yes <clears throat> we're in need of rooms and stables for our horses and perhaps you can also help us we're 
we are searching for some stolen goods and people and our trail has led us here. She looks at the two of you. What was stolen? Uh, some valuable money and personal belongings of the governor of Ritzang from the kingdom of Rymor. Does any of that shit ring a bell? Um, That's not the Nikogen bitches, are they? It's not going to turn out that these are they're looking for the Nikogen people because they're like escaped slaves. I don't know what you're talking about. God damn it. <laughs> so, Fiora and you, I mean, are you just more letting Fiora take the lead on this? Yeah, I'm going to just listen, but I'm going to like go clear tables. So I'm kind of like behind them. Okay. I have a feeling I may have to kick some ass here. <laughs> it's also kind of my dream because, you know, it's uh, I'm hoping to have a roadhouse Swayze moment. So I'm kind of I'm kind of prepared oh. for this. Okay. I'm not going to rip anyone's uh, esophagus out, but I mean. Well, that's good. Um, so are you trying to half listen as you're doing all of yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead and make a investigation check as you're cleaning stuff. One. All right. Yeah, you don't catch a lot of their conversation. You are busy. Uh, uh, a halfling asks for you to refill their drink. A dwarf says he wants another bowl of soup and some fresh bread at his table. Oh my god, bitches. A couple of uh, half-elves are smoking some pipes and a lady over at the table behind them is complaining of their smoke and whatnot. So yeah, people are kind of distracting you from being able to listen in. I mean, you see Fiora is keeping a pretty neutral face and talking with the woman and whatnot and everything and you see she takes some money from them and writes their names down in a book and everything and points to the stairs and everything and and you see the four of them head up the steps as you approach the bar and they pass by you and fiora has a troubled look on her face what is that about um i don't i don't think it's something good those are they're hunters from the governor of ritzang um it appears those Nikogen you guys are friends with might be actual runaways. And it looks like they stole from their master. So that's not good. Oh, have we, are they still in their room, the Nikogens? Uh, no, they left earlier today. Where'd they go? They went out into the city to do some more of their own business. Well, shit. <laughs> how, how, okay. How about this? Can you head over to the workshop and bring Blitz here? Because I think we need to, I don't know, get her in on this. She she might know what to do. Yeah, I don't like I don't like people owning other people. Neither do I. And anyone from Rymore doesn't like anyone like us. And she points between herself and you. Wait, why do they like us? Because we're orcs. So. They're the... Okay, yeah, you've really not lived in civilization. So, uh, orcs, like me, mostly, um, a lot of those tribes like to attack human kingdoms and steal and raid and all that fun jazz. Um, and human kingdoms, like those people from Rymore, don't like us for doing that. Oh, but that's not all orcs. That's just a few orcs. Uh, make a perception check, actually, as you say that. 
Uh, 15. You notice when you say not all orcs are like that, she kind of ha- she kind of gives like a disappointed look. And she's just like, yeah, sure, not all orcs are like that. I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> Have you met many orcs besides me and... No, but I only know you, so that's all that matters. You're a good orc. We'll go with that. I get like I get serious for a second. I'm like I look at her. I'm like, you've you've probably done something in your past. It doesn't matter. I don't know that one. I know you, and you're a good orc. That's all that matters. Thank you. And then I go get blitz. I leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you run around the block. It's not I run long. so fast. You run so fast. I'm like screaming at people if they get in the way. I'm like, <laughs> move, move, move. So yeah, you round you you head down the street and around the block and whatnot, and you make it to Blitz's workshop. I put on my jacket too. Oh, your your manny jacket. Oh yeah, I got to look the part now. I take the apron off, the <laughs> thing off. I put the my uh, Power Ranger armor and my manny jacket on, and I head out. Okay. Do you stop by the stables to visit Ramathorn, or are you heading straight to Blitz? Oh, of course. I, I on the way, like running someone over, I throw a coin and then I grab like a pair and then I run. Okay. <laughs> so you arrive. It's probably not the first time I've done this. So I'm just like, hi, Mr. Johnson. You've only been here for like two, three days. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not the first time I've done this. Okay. <laughs> so you stop at the stable behind the workshop and, and visit Ramathorn. Yes. You, you see he's happily munching on some feed and whatnot at the moment when he sees you. He starts like stamping his feet up against the, the stable doors and bleeding excitedly at you. Almost kicking the door down. <laughs> I jump over and I give him the pair and I wrestle with him a little bit and then I go get Blitz. <laughs> okay. So you get upstairs to Blitz's office careening past workbenches and whatnot. You see she's behind her desk at the moment reading something and she sees you come in. Tagoro! How goes the baking? It goes. We need you at the bar immediately. Is everything okay? Uh, human hunters from Regia something showed up. It turns out the Nikogen are actually like runaway slaves that stole from the master and they're not there right now but the hunt- human hunters are. Plus they don't like me and Fjord because we're orcs. Oh no. Well, let's go. Let's go. Should we take Rami? Why would we need your... Not, um, you know... Get there fast. It's just right around the block. If you want to bring him, you can, but he stays outside. It's alright. I pick her up and we go. Oh, put... This is insulting? Put me down. I just take off. <laughs> I hold her like a football, like an end zone, like my ar- my other arm's out, like pushing people <laughs> away. And we head off. So everybody in the wor- workshop <laughs> is watching you carry their guild master <laughs> like a football. This is <laughs> Blitz is like trying to bounce against you. Like, put me down, Tagoro. Bad Tagoro. Put me down. Parkour. <laughs> So are you just running back to the tavern or are thought, you... Yeah, I thought she had to go. Get, yeah. Okay, well, I know you had mentioned getting Ramathorn. I didn't know if you were grabbing him or not. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to leave him out there because these hunters, I feel like if we fuck on them, they'll fuck on us by like slitting his throat and I'll just die. <laughs> okay, well, we can't have that. As you round the corner and approach the entrance to the bar, you see coming in the opposite direction 
are the Nikogen Naomi and her brothers. I drop Litz gently, <laughs> gently, so that she can go in, and I run for them. Okay. She's like, to I, I, I just do, like, the full-on, like, water boy. <laughs> okay, so you put her down, and she brushes herself off and sees the direction you're heading. She's like, oh, right. And she goes inside the building. Uh, Naomi smiles at you. Takoro, hello. I, I open my arms like I'm going to give him a, her a hug, and I scoop all of them up. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you scoop them all four up. You know what? I'll just go ahead and say you do that. They're all caught off guard. Fucking <laughs> greedy. Are you just running down the street with them? Yes. Uh, I got to think of a place. Are got you it. heading in a partic... Okay. Yes. The two brothers who I got the mind special dust from. It's the only place I know that's seedy and the, no one knows that we've been there. So you're going to run all the way from this side of town to the home of the Ollie Block brothers. Yes. Okay, along the way, you have an armful of Nico Jen who are upset at you. I imagine it's like we're having an armful of cats that like, <laughs> <laughs> Is that racist? I was not racist. <laughs> we'll have to ask Rhodes. Rhodes? Oh, never mind. oh no. <laughs> so as you're doing this, and always like, what's going on? Put us down. I'm huffing faint. I'm like, humans from city of Regil something hunting you. <laughs> Because you are slaves that left and stole. <laughs> you hear one of the brothers, just his face is like pressed up against you. You're like, oh, sure. I know. And they got a room in the, uh, uh, God, you're heavy, <laughs> in the inn. <laughs> and that's where they're at. And you're going there. Okay, so you arrive outside of the Ollie Block Brothers workshop. I'm just like panting. Like I'm catching, like there's a good like 20 minutes. So I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like i'm like hands on my knees like sweat like a little spittle like i'm dying as soon as you put them down naomi's just like do you need me to heal you or something are you okay no i just need some water okay she hands you a a water skin oh i drink the crap out of it (laughs) hero his arms folded he looks disheveled and upset he's like okay so hunters from Ritzang are here looking for us? Yes. <sighs> he looks really upset. Just like, I thought we had a good enough lead and had covered our trail. How did they find us? I don't know. They didn't. I, I didn't hear some of it because I was trying to eavesdrop, but apparently I'm not good at that. Naomi looks completely concerned. You see her ears are lowered and she has like this terrified look on her face. You see the other brothers are kind of like, they look, wor- they all look worried. Hero looks pretty upset trying to figure out. He's just, look, I'm here to protect you. This is what we you hired us for. It's true. I pull out my giant axe that's electrifying with electricity. I'm like, I'll kill them if they come near you. I'm good at it. So is this a place we can stay? I hope so. I go in. <laughs> You go in. Nate, you hear Naomi behind you. Yeah, this is where Rhodes and I, we, we know these guys. They, they're they fairly nice. Yeah, I don't know. That's the only other place in town I know, other than the woods where I met Rami. I don't want to go out into the woods. Yeah, I figured. You look like the type that doesn't nerd. You know what? Let's just go in. So you guys go in, and it looks, from when you guys were following the trail to find Rhodes, it looks Pretty much the same. You hear noise coming from the back. 
and whatnot. You hear someone muttering like frantically to themselves and everything. And you hear the voice of Len just like, just calm the fuck down. Okay. It's fine. You can. Friends. God damn it. <sighs> We're not open. It's Tagoro, the one who saved you from the pirates. Ah, Jesus. He, you see Len come down uh, down the hall and approaches. He's like, oh, hey, where's the rest of your crew? Uh, they went to the palace for stuff. I don't know. Okay. Um, I have a favor to ask. Oh, do you? Yes, and I can pay. I have much gold. All right. What's the favor? Can these my new friends stay here and you don't let anyone know they're here? He eyes them all and he recognized Naomi and he's just like, you're in trouble again. She kind of just like gives him a, a small smile. Okay. Um, yeah, we can keep him here. We've got rooms upstairs that are sorely in need of. Well, yeah, they can stay. They'll be fine. No one comes here anyway, so. Oh, that's so sad. Is it? I mean, I get, I never stopped to think of that. God damn it. Now I'm here. Cool. Um, yeah, we can, they can stay here. They'll be fine. Okay. So how much am I getting paid to watch your pets? I... Uh, friends, friends, my apologies. Jesus. I have a hundred gold <laughs> and I can give you another hundred when I'm done, when they're safe. How about you give me five copper pieces and we'll call it even. I give him just a gold piece and I, cause I don't know how to do that. So you know what? That, that works too. Just one. Yeah. We'll just round it up. Where's your brother? He's in back. Hi brother. <laughs> you hear, hello, hello. You haven't found Bertha yet. Have you? Who's Bertha? Don't just, it's fine. He lost his big giant toy. He'll be okay. What's it look like? I'll keep an eye out for it. You know, it's a big giant metal ball. Big giant metal ball. Okay. That shouldn't be too hard to find. It shouldn't. So if you see it, let us know. Okay. Okay. So yeah, uh, Naomi and her brothers, thank you. And where are you heading now? To the palace or back to the inn? I'll head back to the inn, but I asked if they have a back way I can go through. Like... Yeah, it's the way you guys went before into their back courtyard. Okay, yeah, I'm going to take the back way so that way no one sees me. And then I'm going to find a random back door to another shop, go in through it. We'll be right back with the rest of the episode after a quick word from some of our other fellow podcast friends. I'm Special Agent Falk Smolder of the FIA. I've lived and worked in Farport my whole life, and sure, it's been dangerous. We've dealt with organized crime, murderers, lunatics with magic items, even vampires. But support from the agency was always right around the corner. But next assignment for me and my partner Tom is going to take us far away from here, outside the Imperium even. Once we get out there, there's no calling for backup. Once we get to Fillmore's Crossing, it's the Wild West. LCP D&D is an actual play podcast put on by the boys of the Lost Context podcast. Our adventure right now takes place in a Wild West world with cowboys, magic, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, CastBox, or Spotify. 
Hey everyone, it's your DM Cassie here. Before we jump back into the rest of the episode, if you haven't yet heard, we are planning our first community one-shot episodes where we invite you, the listener, to become the player. Farwin DM Rob Kerr and I are each running a special one-shot set within our worlds of Farwin and Arius for you to play in. All you need to do to have a chance in playing is to email us a one to two minute audio introducing you and sharing your character idea. You have until January 31st to get those submissions into our email at partyadvantagepodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear all the creative, exciting, and colorful characters you have to play. Again, you can email your submissions to partyadvantagepodcast at gmail.com. As always, if you've been enjoying this episode of Party Advantage, please take the time to review us on your podcast platform of choice. Reviews really do help us spread the word and grow the show so that we can keep bringing you even more exciting content. And whenever you find yourself wanting to know more about Arius and Farwind, please make sure to check out our website at partyadvantagepodcast.com. You'll find it full of character backstories, lore, maps, and much, much more. As always, thank you so much for listening. And now, back to the show. So, Manny, as you open this door and slip inside... Uh, you kind of take a pause to look around, and as you do so, you receive this telepathic message from Rhodes. Oh, uh, yeah, right on it. So, uh, what does this uh, door have his name on it? Well, <laughs> look for a pompous ass and follow him. He'll probably go to his room. Well, I've seen many of those, but I'll do the best I can. And I've seen him before, right, Dean? Yeah, uh, this would when he tells you that this is Baldus, you recall that this is the sulking young man from when you first arrived here. All right, so I'm in this room that was guarded. Is there anything in here before I head back out? Uh, make a quick investigation check. Nineteen. Um, it's a comfortable looking room. You see this appears to be like a sitting room of sorts with a couple of doors across that lead into other rooms. Um, you see there is a fireplace and mantle and above it you see a very like official portrait of an older gentleman with like uh, sandy hair that's slightly grayed a... Um, an attractive woman as a uh, gnome woman as well and then a younger Prince Bendis sitting above it um, and as you look around you see um, just some like knickknacks here and there um, It some of it kind of reminds you of like what you've heard as Nikogen artwork alright well I'm going to head out and I'm going to start heading back towards where I was coming from okay. and hopefully run into Baldus. As you uh, turn to head out the door of this room, your eye catches a uh, velvet box that is uh, kind of sitting off next to a vase. Oh, 
I'll uh, open it up. Uh, you find a very beautiful ring with a diamond on it. Oh, classy. I'll just leave it there. I'm not going to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's super expensive. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. Looks like an engagement ring. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to walk out of this room and try to look for Baldus. Okay. Uh, make another investigation check. 13. Okay. Um, you get lost again. Shit. <laughs> uh, you try to make your way back to the throne room area to maybe like run into I don't know more official looking people that you can maybe follow or whatever but you you are hopelessly lost now wandering and not um, as you pass one of the doors however you hear loud coughing and hacking coming from behind it like someone is just like having a fit at the moment I kind of peek in as you uh, peek in, you see a man like kind of bent over a, 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 a small like writing desk. He's trying to catch his breath as he's coughing and whatnot. Uh, his hands are kind of, one of his hands are kind of like shakily hand, like trying to get towards a goblet and whatnot. But he looks like he's struggling to catch his breath. Damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna. Wait, is he? I'm sorry, he was writing something? No, he's standing over a writing desk as he's having this coughing fit. Alright, I uh, I look around. Is anyone around other than the old man? No, you don't see anybody else. Alright, I uh, I dropped invisibility real quick. I go in, the, uh, go in there. I drop mm-hmm. invisibility. Okay. And I help him out. All right. So what are you doing to help him? I'm going to get him the pitcher of water and I'll be like, oh, uh, let me let me help you. I'm so, I heard you and thought you could use some help. He he looks in your direction. His eyes are kind of like surprised as you see he's like nodding his head. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, I definitely help him. <laughs> All right. You uh, he, he takes the water kind of spills out over the edges as his hand his hand is shaking uh, he catches his breath for a second as he takes like a sip and then gives himself a second and takes another longer or drink and whatnot. he sets it down you see he like catches his breath and he turns to him he's like oh, oh, <clears throat> oh thank, thank you young man oh, oh yeah yeah and- thought I was about to faint there for a second. Mm. Oh, no worries. Uh, Well, have a great, great day. uh, I'm going to start to slowly escape the room and try to... uh, Hold a moment, please. Uh, Uh, Are are you a new staff? You don't look familiar. Uh, Who are you? Yeah, I'm new around here. Uh, My name's Charlie. Charlie? Oh, I didn't. I wasn't aware we had hired more servings. So what what part of the staff do you belong to, young Charlie? I am part of <laughs> interrogation. You're part of which one? I'm sorry. 
the cooking staff. I'm I'm part of the cooking staff. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that's, you. that's why I offered you water, you know. I just felt that was the right thing to do. Oh, well, it's greatly appreciated. Well, on behalf of the palace and, and whatnot, thank you very much for your assistance. If you would tell uh, Matilda to, uh, to I don't know, get, give you an extra uh, rack of lamb tonight, when you when you eat and whatnot that i would i uh, thank you very much hold hold on a second he turns as he goes over to a, a an end table with a drawer he opens it he pulls out a fairly decent sized purse you hear it jingle a little bit and he makes his way over towards you uh make an insight check as you're watching him do this I'm rolling so well tonight. <laughs> 22. Yeah, you look around the room as you're watching him and you notice a smaller version of the large portrait you saw in the last room you were in. And this one is sitting on the writing table right next to you. And you realize Any... you're looking, yeah, this looks like yeah. an older version of the king. Uh, no, 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 I, I, I can't accept that. I, I think I should looking. really get going. Um, no, I, I'm going to be busy. I got to clean you tables. Know, as your king commands, I have, please hold, hold. Okay. It. Don't make me get all formal, boy. Goodness. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> he comes over he sits in the chair next to the desk and and whatnot and looks at you so what part of the city do you hail from charlie oh <laughs> well i'm new to town um oh, what village then do you hail from uh Slateport. oh you're you're a long long way from from home then boy what what brings you all the way to this kingdom Oh, you know, just money, and I got a sweet gig here at the palace, so I couldn't toss that up. Oh, well, well on behalf of all of the kingdom of Spingdegant, welcome, and I'm glad you were able to secure such a good job here at the palace. Here, please, to get you started and settling in, he just plops the, the changed purse into your hand, and you feel it heavy with money. Oh, well, thank you, Your Grace. Oh. And I kind of bow. Please. Hey, um, but what cook do you serve under in the, with the cooking staff? I'd like to have you as my, uh, my serving boy, if you don't mind, since you responded so quickly to assisting me. Oh, well... Yeah, I mean, I was just in the area. I was kind of actually lost, to be honest. I was heading towards uh, Baldrin's room. I guess I have to serve food to him. Oh, Baldus. <laughs> prom- yeah, Baldus, that's it. See, new. I, I barely remember names, honestly. I can't even remember my head oh, chef. Just a second. I'll have one of the, the guards. I'll have one of the guards take you to to his quarters. Just just a moment. He brings- Oh, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> he goes over and rings a bell and a few moments later a guard appears from a door you didn't 
from a door you didn't and notice. You're, you're <laughs> As he's doing that, I'm gonna just like turn or like I'm gonna be like fuck, just like under my breath when he's like going away to fish. I'm just gonna be like, fuck. These guys are gonna hate me. A <laughs> uh, guard appears, and you hear the king explaining this. Young young chap Charlie is new to our staff, so please make him welcome. And he is in need of reporting to Boldus is the room uh, to to serve in there. But uh, I think I'm gonna have him transferred since he seems like a bright young lad, aren't you, Charlie? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment. <laughs> so please escort our our new friend Charlie here to Baldus's quarters, if you would be so kind. And please send send for uh, Thendis. I must speak with him. It's of importance. And the, the guard salutes and turns to you to lead you to Baldus's room. Charlie, this so, ain't no chocolate factory. <laughs> I am absolutely... I'm gonna follow. Uh, are you wanting to send a message or anything to anybody, or are you just going with the flow? I'm gonna... I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna place my hand in my pocket with the sending stone, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna concentrate on it and telepathically telepathically say to Rhoda, okay, I think I have an in. The king loves... <laughs> the king loves me. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna head to Baldus's room now, and I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Road replies, awesome. Watch out for hookers. Apparently, Baldus keeps them everywhere. What? <laughs> Watch out for hookers. Apparently, Baldus keeps them everywhere. <laughs> Gotta go. Yes, your mom's a hooker. <laughs> that, that little gym is going to stay secret for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, but Baldus <laughs> likes hookers. That's all I'm saying. I hypothesize that he's going to get in there and the room is going to be nothing but whatever that mind <laughs> dust was that, oh. that it was addicted to. Oh, God. <laughs> Just passed out hookers. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, that's all it's going to be. Go ahead. <laughs> like the hangover. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I introduced you guys to fantasy mind dust. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rhodes and Lakeros, what do you guys want to do? Um, continue talking with the prince or what? Since we've kind of got this lead and, and I'm fairly confident that uh, you know Rhodes is, is is trusting that Manny's going to investigate that, uh, he would like to take a little side discussion with then. I mean, not like pull him aside or anything, but just sort of change topics mm-hmm. for a second and say, uh, you know, sure. as long as we have this sort of this pause here. Um, mm-hmm. You wouldn't happen to know anything about the silver kund, would you? No. Um, is it a person or another person to look into? No, no, or? no, no. Nothing to do with this. It's um, it's I, I believe it's an a, an artifact or an object of some kind. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, my father was an archaeologist, and and he was obsessed with it. Uh, and uh, you know, I recent events have led me to believe that it, it might be hidden somewhere here in, uh, in Arius and I didn't know if you'd heard any stories or, 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 or tales of it. I've I've heard 
a couple songs from from bards and taverns that have mentioned it, but figured that a, a gentleman of your stature might uh, might know something a little more concrete. You know, I know someone who probably would. It. Uh, she, she's a uh, well, she's <laughs> a, a very close friend of mine, and and whatnot. And she also happens to be working with the uh, chronicler mm-hmm. and and with his archives and whatnot. Let me let me go and have her summoned. Just a moment, oh, please. You're very kind. Thank you. This time he actually leaves the room himself to go and get this person. He doesn't send anyone for her. So you guys have a few moments to talk uh, between the two of you. Hey, uh, Rogue. Yes? I think that his brother... I don't know. Um, I'm hoping we can find out some more information, but I'm suspicious that... uh, Maybe he is playing this Lord Renault. I mean, it just seems really suspicious. He, he he didn't seem to be telling the truth when he said that he didn't know who the snake lady was. And... Oh, I'm... I'm 100% with you. I, I bet that he's Lord Bernal. Um, I, how do we... Do, do we tell the... Print? I mean, we don't have any... We don't have any proof yet. Do we, do we say anything to him? No, we need proof before we bring it up. He's not going to turn on his brother half or no True. without I mean, concrete he, evidence. He still, you know, sees him as a half brother. Yeah, but that's still half blood. Uh, he's going to he's gonna want something yes. solid before he, he acts on, on Baldus. So let's see what Manny turns up. I sent him a note, by the way. Uh, you did. I did. Oh, Uh, how's he doing? Is he okay? It seems he's found Baldus's room and he's exploring it now. Well, I hope he hurries. Um, Baldus or Lord Ronald, whatever his name is. uh, He's. I don't know if he caught on to, you know, the things we're asking, or if he knows who you are, since you're the one who was kidnapped. Um, but he could be going back to his room now. Maybe, um, should should we send him a note and, and, and tell him that uh, that he's he's left our presence, so he could easily be hidden, heading back to his room. That's probably a good idea. Um. So, uh, DM, quick question: We're not aware that. Uh, we're not aware that Manny is uh, is is turned off his invisibility, correct? Yeah, you you have no idea that it's turned off. Because he just said that he found the room and he's headed there now. That's all he said. Well, well but then but he said to you, the king loves me, though. Yeah, I was gonna say actually, Rhodes. He told you that he meant the king. And that he had a lead to. So we would uh, know that he dropped. Otherwise, he couldn't have met the king. Well, at least you know. You okay. Yeah. Told right. anything yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so if if I know that he's that he's uh, lost his invisibility, that I it would occur to Rob to warn him to uh, uh, to make sure that if Baldus sees him, 
under any guise, don't let him see the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you send that message to Manny? Yes, I do. Okay. And I, and I, re- and I relayed to Lakaros that I did that. Okay, so Manny, as you are approaching, as you're being escorted, you receive this message from uh, Rhodes to be careful and to make sure your tattoo is hidden. I say uh, 10 for good buddies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we need call signs, Manny. Now that we've got these cool radios. <laughs> that you've had for three years. Yeah. <laughs> How about Desert Eagle and Storm Cloud? <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think Saucer and Milk. <laughs> <laughs> Saucer and milk. <laughs> all sides of Keros that have to be especially badass. <laughs> I just picture the four of you like in a clubhouse as like little kids with these stones of far speech. <laughs> we gotta come up with a cool nickname, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with your pet battle ram outside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I fully support Manny being called Desert, Desert Thunder. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or just a sleeper. <laughs> the sand man. The sand man. Oh the sleeper. Sand man. <laughs> sand man. So that's your call side down, Manny. Sandman, Sandman. This is Susser Milk. <laughs> right. Oh, I guess. <laughs> All right. So, Manny, with that, you approach the the guard opens the door for you and shows you in. Uh, thanks. No no need for here. I'm just going to clean it up and make sure it's all tidy for the, the young master. Very good. And he shuts the door behind you. And now you're left alone in this large room. You see it's got like deep blue and and uh, maroon drapes and whatnot and trimmings in this in this room. You don't see any nice family portrait here. You just see a very formal, tidy room. But it's a similar sitting room. All right. I'm going to investigate the shit out of this room. All right. That would be 14. 14. So, as you're investigating this room, you see that you don't, you don't, you don't see like stray paper laying out on the right god you see it's one of those ones that has like it rolls down and shuts and locks and you see that the it is currently covered at the moment um all right i'll cover that so if you want to open it you'll need to unlock it somehow shit and you don't have thieves tools do you now I don't. Mm. Can't get in here. I'm gonna try to like take my rapier out. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna stick it in the lock and try to jimmy it open. Go ahead and make a dex check with disadvantage. 
All right. <laughs> That's a four. <laughs> your the tip of your rapier goes in, and when you go to turn it, you hear something clink. But your rapier is stuck. Oh shit. <laughs> and the lock is still very locked. Oh crap. <laughs> I'm gonna yank. I'm gonna yank as hard as I can on that make to try to get my rapier strength. out. Yeah, make a strength check. All right. Uh, uh, oh, plus zero. That's seventeen. A seventeen? Yeah. Okay, so you like put your foot up against the 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 drawers to brace yourself, and you give it a, a one-two tug, and it pops off, and you kind of stumble back. And let's see, make another dex check. Dang it. <laughs> Twelve. Um, you back into a large uh, curio cabinet, and you hear things like kind of jingling inside of it, and you see a plate, kind a decorative plate, kind of teeter a little bit on its stand as it's deciding whether to completely tip over or try to stay balanced in place. But after a few moments, it it's you know settles and, and doesn't tip. All right, nothing breaks. Yeah, your coast is clear so far. All right, that's good. <laughs> and that's really the only thing that's around here locked. Yeah, everything else seems to be just like more for decoration. Nothing in this room. You do see a door uh, to the left that leads into another room. All right. Yeah, remembering the message, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself again. So I'm back to invisible. I'm going to check out the door there. It appears to be locked as well. God damn it. <laughs> so many locked doors. You can use your rapier again, pal. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm going to go at the desk okay. and I'm going to try one last time with the rapier in the okay. desk. You know what to do. disadvantage that's actually not too too bad uh and that's a check or yeah, yeah check so that's 17 wow okay so you yeah i rolled a 15 <laughs> and a 16 so you once again look at your the tip of your rapier and the hole and you're like okay maybe, maybe i can just try this again and you stick it in and give it a little bit of a tweak and a twist and then you hear a click again and the desk rolls up, like the cover rolls up. Awesome. All right. Quickly, I'm going to like see if anything's important there. Um, you don't see any papers scattered about, but you do see a couple of journals that are closed sitting on the desk. All right, I'm going to pick up one. Okay, so the, the first journal didn't seem to have anything of interest, but the second one seems to be written in a cryptic message. Okay. In common or? Uh, in Gnomish. So do you, what do, languages do you speak? I do not speak any of those languages. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. It appears to be written in Gnomish. Shit. <laughs> 
You're not there. <laughs> I, I put my hand in my pocket and I touch the stone and I say, man, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just take it. All right. Actually, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go on the stone. Okay. I'm going to go over the stone. And I'm going to say, okay, guys, listen, I'm in the room now. And, uh, I have two journals. One's written in this weird language that I don't really know what it is. One's like a bunch of dates. There's also a door in here that's locked. And well, I'm not very good at picking locks. I barely got into this desk that I'm into now. I'm invisible right now. So wait, you said there's there's two journals. You said yeah, there's two journals. One has dates. One just has dates. The other one is the other one is. I don't even have any clue. It's some gibberish. Both of them. The one in gibberish might be um, the information for the dates. If the other one just has dates in it. Yeah, take them both. All right. I take both journals and I stick them in my pack and they turn invisible with me. And then I will. There's nothing else on the desk. Um, Nothing that super sticks out at you. Okay, I'm going to close the latch. Mm-hmm. Relock it if I can. Oh, I mm-hmm. can't relock it, can I? Because I don't have the key. You don't have a key. Shoot. So I'll just close it. <laughs> and I'm going to try to get the fuck out of there. Okay. Um, still invisible? Oh, I'm invisible, yep. Okay, so you you peek out the door and you don't see anyone around. There's no guard or anything. So you step out into the hallway. And where would you like to go? Oh boy, I'm lost. So I'm gonna head where the guard was taking me towards like the king area. Okay. And then I'm gonna hopefully run into some downstairs regions. Uh make an investigation check. Oh my god. That's a six. <laughs> You're so incredibly lost. I'm going to touch a stone. Okay, guys, we have a little bit of a problem here. <laughs> what um, Sandman to somebody. Sandman to somebody. <laughs> Who's Sandman? <laughs> oh, wait, I get it. You're Sandman, right? <laughs> yes. All right, so I'm lost. I have no idea where I am in this castle. This is bigger than I expected, and plus I'm only three feet tall, so you can only imagine how much taller this is. So, help. Uh, I don't know how we can help if you don't know where you are how do we know where you are Yeah. plus we can't be seen to be slinking around because he's going to notice those journals are missing so we we need to be the two of us need to be visible our entire trip so Manny shit I need you to tell me high or low this is never good this is literally never good when this happens. <laughs> <laughs> Going low. Going low. Okay, is, so... Invisibility's up for eight hours. As you're having this, like, panicked conversation with your pals, you hear footsteps approaching. And rounding the corner, you run, in, or you don't run into if you're standing there, but you see Cat step around the corner as she's like cleaning off her goggle, muttering to herself. Okay. I'm just going to like stand still quietly. Okay. And I'm going to follow her <laughs> <laughs> like a creeper. 
in the night. Oh god. Spark. This is going well. Are you gonna just, yeah, you know, kind of that weird that weird. He's gonna put her to sleep soon. No. <laughs> no. Sandman's about to make the best oh, operation. Man. Oh no. <laughs> now I'm gonna follow her and just hope that she's gonna lead me to my friends and be like, oh. Okay. So Okay, someone I know. Good. You follow her and she walks past a couple of hallways and aunt. Um as she's he- you you see she find, like she comes across like these large flights of stairs that descend down and she starts heading down them. And coming up the stairs, you see Baldus. And as he passes her, he just kind of like looks at her with a sneer. And he's like, so how's the uh, halflings, halflings, stupid projects coming along? And he doesn't even wait for her to respond. He just continues passing and you hear him like snicker to himself. And she just kind of like stops on the steps and looks back at him. And she's like, that son of a bitch. As she continues down the stairs. I say, what a dickhead. Because I kind of forget that I'm invisible. <laughs> Let's see if she caught that. So, <laughs> did you hear that? She stops suddenly and so suddenly that you almost bump into her. And she turns around <laughs> and she's like, there. I don't say anything. Her hand rests at her uh, holster. And she's like... Hello, I know someone's there. Nothing. Nothing. She waits for a few more seconds. She turns slowly, begins walking back down the stairs. I wait till she's like five or <laughs> five or ten feet away, and then I proceed to follow her. Okay. Um, as you do that, she reaches the bottom of the steps and, and turns to the left, like around a corner. And you continue following her? Yeah, keep an eye out for Road or anybody that I might know that I can hook up back with my team. (laughs) As you round the corner to follow her, you actually bump into her as she's turned around. (gasps) I knew it. I I saw that coming. I saw that coming. She turns around, and as soon as you bump into her, she reaches out and grabs you. And she's like, All right, you son of a bitch. Who are you? And she has her gun. I dropped invisibly. She has her gun like pointed right under your chin. Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay. How about we just put that down before I pee myself? Manny? Hey. What the fuck are you doing (laughs) following me, you creeper? That's not what I was trying to do. I was lost, and yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you went. She like releases you. She's like, "What the fuck?" Listen, I'm sorry. It was it wasn't my idea. It was it was Akaros's idea. He he wanted me to go and check things out. <laughs> and right under the bus, <laughs> yep. all four wheels. <laughs> 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 She's like, what do you mean this was Lakaros? Are you guys, you guys aren't like actually using Blitz as you, you guys oh, aren't no. No, 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 are you? No, no, of course. Listen, we we ran into some trouble and we were just trying to look into it. And well, we think there's something up with that, you know, Jack Nugget that just passed by. Baldus? Yeah, the dickhead there. Yeah, we're trying he's to an see asshole. if something's up. 
exactly, which I think there's something up. See, I don't tell anyone, but I, I kind of stole some journals of his. What? Just hear me out, okay? <laughs> we really think there's... We really oh, think there's... What? Let's just confess our whole evil plan, Manny. Like, no, you know? we just... I'm glad you asked, because I'd really like to take this time to explain my whole evil plan. Really, it's my evil plan. <laughs> well, you're, as, as Tagoro is frequently reminding us, you're the leader. So. Exactly. So this is all Tagoro's fault. I mean, in a way, it really is. <laughs> so, so I explain to Kat, I go, listen, listen. I'm just, I'm just trying to find out what's going on. I feel like there's something sketchy with that guy. And I really think, you know, we could, we could catch him doing something. I think there's something like, up. Okay, that is the most vague and obscure description of a person I've ever heard. Yeah, he's an asshole. He's a pretentious fuck, if I say so myself. But are you suspicious of all pretentious assholes? Well, the thing is, is, is it might be involving my mom. Is your mom in danger? I don't know. Okay. Don't really? Well, let me see these journals. <laughs> I don't know about that. The guys would be pretty upset about that. You know, the whole thing. I'm pretty upset. You're trolling on me. I, it was an accident. I was just trying to find out where I, I was. I accidentally snuck behind you like Scooby and Shaggy. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I tripped and challenged with an invincibility spell. <laughs> okay, if anyone's acting suspicious, it's you. So either hand over the journals or <clears throat> I can scream really loud. Uh, let's not do that. All right. And I get rid of the journals. Can we at least go somewhere quiet to do this? Fine. Instead of in the middle? She pulls right. you into a room and it's like a small like linen closet. Oh, romantic. <laughs> uh, side note, I have to say I'm very proud of you for not going with your first initial instinct, which would probably be to cast sleep on her or something. Oh, I, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. Sleep. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no proud of you um yeah we thanks. gotta break the trend sometime <laughs> <laughs> that's character growth that's, that's character it. growth yeah. right there right. sandman's evolving sandman's evolving <laughs> <laughs> so you uh <laughs> so you hand over the journals and she looks at them and instantly her face changes from pissed off to like Completely concerned, and then she looks up at you. She's inside like, check. I didn't even see anything. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do, I am dead watching her. Inside check. Fifteen. What was that? Fifteen inside check. She is super, super shocked at, as she looks up at you. Her face almost going pale. She goes, "You got these from his room." Yeah, and let me tell you, it was a bitch to try to get into his fucking cabinet, too. I almost broke my rapier. Okay, this, and she holds up the one with the cryptic notes and stuff in it. She goes, this is mine. What? Yeah, 
this is my journal. Why the fuck does he have it? I don't know. Why don't you ask him? Oh, well, actually, let's not ask him because then I could really get fucked there. <laughs> I mean, this isn't my exact journal, but these are my notes. He's been copying my uh-huh. notes? For the weapons. Oh, he's planning a coup. Usurper. Well, I mean, I mean, what kind of notes are they? I can't even read them. I... Yeah, because it's, <clears throat> I mean, it's in Gnomish, which I figured for a bard, you'd be at least versed in a little bit more languages. Um, but that's not important. Uh, it's kind of a, a coded I, I always kind of worry about people reading my private things and whatnot, especially my, my invention ideas and, and everything. So I write it in this code so nobody has it, but he's cracked my code and has been copying my things down. What the fuck? Um, well, you're welcome. I, I don't know what to say really about this. I'm kind of, nervous now (laughs) so uh she's just like okay we need to go and talk to then and your friends right away because this this has got me all pissed off okay well you know let's not get too hasty (laughs) i i don't even think i'm supposed to be here honestly that's why no technically you're not supposed to be in this part of the palace but we're beyond that she throws open the door and pulls you forward Oh shit! Okay, we're going. <laughs> uh, and let's see. It just got real. Real quick, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rhodes and Lacaros. As you guys are waiting, the door opens back up, and the prince returns with a black-haired Nikogen woman, uh, the same one described earlier to Manny, and he is leading her in by the hand, and you see she's like slightly blushing and whatnot over at you (laughs) and he's just like I would like to introduce you to Lady Rin she is the uh, apprentice to the master chronicler here at court and she might be able to help you with this uh, what was it Silvercoon Silvercoon yes Yes, thank you and here I thought you know, there might be a problem bringing Rhoda along, but I suppose not. <laughs> I guess I had nothing to worry about all along. You're right, Road. I'm a racist. <laughs> you already apologized for that. Let's not dig that any deeper. <laughs> so, with introductions out of the way, uh, Rin asks how she can be of assistance to you. Uh, this Silvercoon, what are you wanting to know about it? Uh, anything that you might have on it, all I really know is that it's, I, I believe, a, a thing, some kind of an artifact or a relic, um, and that it's located somewhere in Aureus. I... Well, um, I know a little bit about it. Uh, it's in a few old Ecogen songs and tales, but I don't know how much I can answer it. It's kind of an obscure terminology in our stories and whatnot. It's tied to the great silver dragon uh, god Bahamut. And um, it's said to be something that was created after the 
uh, loss of his mate, Tamara. Yes, I've heard from one of your traditional songs that uh, it's supposed to bring peace to Bahama. Um, well, that's kind of debated. We're not quite sure if it's something allegorical or what, but it's something that is tied to the Dragonborns and the Dragon Blight and possibly being able to, I don't know, maybe one day reawaken the Dragon Gods. Mm. That that is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Explains why my father was obsessed with it. Oh. Um, Thank you. Uh, You've been very enlightening. Is there... Is there anywhere else I might be able to find more information? You might uh, have is... more luck with... Well, she kind of like lowers her ears. <laughs> if you were able to come across like actual Nikogen text from the Jade Empire, would probably learn a lot more. Unfortunately, those can only be found in the possessions of either the Dwarven High King of following uh, or within the treasury of the human kingdom of Rymor, since those were the two kingdoms that well destroyed my people so real quick I'm sorry you said Rymor and what was the other one? Thalarang Thalarang yeah. okay. alright um, alright uh Thank you. I, I, I appreciate all of your assistance. Um, just one last question. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard mention uh, potentially of of of, uh, of Abington uh, in relation to Silver Coon. Does that appear in any of the stories or uh, mm-hmm. or any of the lore? Well, Abington is a human kingdom name, but mm-hmm. before then, it was a part of what was known as the Great forest that used to cover almost all of the western air- lands of, of Arius. Um, mm-hmm. It could also maybe hold remnants or even ancient ruins of lost dragonborn uh, civilization or structure that might be able to help you. Thank you very much. You've, you've been most kind. If there's any way I can repay your generosity, oh. please don't hesitate to ask. Well, I'm glad to be of assistance to you. And it's a pleasure to meet one of your kind. I've actually only ever once came across a, a text about tabaxi. So it's actually quite a... Really? What did you What did you read about us? Um. Well, that there was just a few similarities between our two races, but you originate from a, a continent. Uh, what's it called? XR or something like that. I, I can't remember. It's been so long. Hmm. Is that, is that true hmm. or? Oh, DM, is it true? <laughs> um. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Unari is the continent you're from. Unari, there we are. Yes. Okay, so I I correct her. Oh, Unari. I see. Interesting. Yeah, uh, apparently your kind along with other races that exist that don't exist here on Arius is where you're from. Uh, 
yes, yes, I, I did have to travel a great distance to reach this continent. Um, but it's been a, a, a pretty incredible place, uh, very hospitable since our arrival. And I, and I look over at Then when I say that. He smiles at you guys. And she does as well. She goes, well, if you ever have a time, I'd love to sit and learn more about your your people and your land and even your culture. Uh, of course, I'm. I'm... And he's just, and he and uh, then just interjects and laughs. He goes, "Oh, she will talk. She will take up your evening talking to you. <laughs> She's a bit of a history uh, nerd." But I would be delighted. And and uh, Rhodes says that with genuine enthusiasm, sort of enjoying being able to talk, you know, archaeology and history with somebody else. So as you guys are having this discussion and Manny at the same time as well, this is where we're going to end off. Um, so you're having this delightful conversation with Ben and, and Rin and Manny. You were being dragged along behind a very pissed off cat when all of a sudden underneath everyone's feet, you hear something. You hear a loud rumble, almost like thunder. And Kat stops immediately where she's at. And she's like, that's not a good sound. As she turns to look at you. And you guys hear another rumble. Only this time, the castle begins to shake and, and, and jostle. And, um... What's that mean? I don't know. And then all of a sudden, a very loud explosion erupts. And it sounds like a million uh, or hundreds of thunderclaps all at once. And um, beams start shaking and falling down in place as an explosion rocks the palace. Shit. That's not good. That's not. And as it happens, uh, Rhodes and Lakeros in your room, the place beams collapse in and, and fall, and you guys are immediately consumed by dust and smoke. And Manny in the hallway, you and and uh, Kat leap just in time as heavy beams fall right above your heads and the building just continues to shake and rock and whatnot as this explosion continues in the, in the palace. Okay, you come, you, you approach a back door in one of the back way, the alleyways and whatnot. You find yourself stepping into a room and you smell a lot of different smells some very bitter some very strong and heavy some pleasant and you see there's all sorts of leaves and plants hanging in this room hello the goro <laughs> is here have no fear uh you you hear an old an old elderly lady's voice he hello hello who's who's back there oh i I got lost. Uh, can I, can I go through your, your shop to get to the front door? I suppose. I can pay you. No, that's okay. No, that back door. Oh, okay. It's an old, old woman, just completely wrinkled face and whatnot. She has a herbalist apron and everything. Oh, what do you do? I'm, I'm an herbalist. I, I make 
I dry plants and make small potions and tonics. What kind of potions? Mostly healing potions, potions to help uh, young ladies conceive children, um, men to give them potency and bet. Are you looking for something? Is there? Yeah, I'll take a healing potion. That sounds good. Oh, okay. Um, I have a little basic healing potion. Uh, can sell it to you for three gold. Okay. She eyes you up and down. Is there anything else I could sell you? Perhaps to help you woo a, a lady companion? Not unless you have a miracle. What sort of miracle, dear? I don't know. I was always told to buy miracles. I don't sell miracles, but I can give you a Chocolate potion. coating helps it go down better. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, she doesn't really know what you're talking about with all that, but okay. Um, so, you buy the, the healing potion? Yes. Okay. Is there anything else you want to buy? Are you heading back to the tavern? Uh, I think I'm just going to head back to the tavern. <laughs> Okay, uh, you get about halfway back when the ground kind you feel kind of like a low rumble ground. I don't know what that is. I continue head to the pal or not the palace, but the the sh- inn tavern. Yeah, yes. You do that, and a couple other people next to you kind of like have the same reaction as you, where they kind of like pause for a second, like hmm, what was that? And then they go back to business. Then. All of a sudden, you hear a loud, thunderous explosion, and you look up expecting a cloudy thunderstorm, but the sky is clear. However, slightly to the east of your direction, you see the palace erupting in smoke, and you see some spires start crumbling down. You see people around you are also reacting to this as well with shock and awe. Oh no. And then another loud explosion erupts, and you see larger chunks of the palace begin uh, quaking and crumbling. I, I, I just book it to the end to let them know because I don't know if they know. Uh, when you make it to the tavern, you see Blitz and Fiora and Alphorn. They're coming out because they, they're all hearing this as well, and you see. They all have looks of of shock of shock of of shock on their face. Okay, yeah, I just I just look at him and I pull out my axe and I like kind of like motion like you know where I'm going. Uh, Fiora, uh, actually, all three of them take off to follow you. So you you four head in that direction as the you see the palace is just. God save the queen. <laughs> the palace is being consumed in smoke and in fire. Thanks for joining us for the Arius Adventures here on Party Advantage. Come join our community over on our Discord channel and hang out with the cast and fellow fans of the show by following the link in the episode description. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook using at PartyAdvantage to check out fun posts, polls, and special announcements. Lastly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you stay current with 
all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back next week for the Farwin Saga run by fellow DM Rob Kerr. Will the party find an advantage on their next encounter? Only one way to find out. See you then.